We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. And I was trying so hard to like, like, no, Alana, like, don't jump to the like worst conclusion. Like, he's good. He's never given you a reason to doubt him. Like, this isn't happening again. But I'm like, but what? Like, who the fuck is Liz? And why the fuck does he miss her? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, here with my co-host, Alana Dunn, from Seeing Other People. Not Rourke. Ah! Not Rourke. Holy shit. Hi. What am I doing here? I love I'm, it. I'm, I'm so lost, excited but I love to have it. you here. I know. You're like, where am I? <laughs> I also, am so like- excited to be here. Okay, hold on. Back up. Just when you and Rourke texted me asking if I wanted to do this, I was like, holy shit. I was like blushing. I was like, oh my God, this is a dream come true. Like, I didn't even know this was a dream come true but like I'm honored <laughs> to be here so thank you for having me oh we're we were so excited that you said yes um and actually literally as we speak Rourke is taking the bar we send her good smart passing vibes yes she sent me a text message at her on her lunch break and it seems like it's going well so as we knew it would hell yeah it is yeah. So how have you been? What what has been – so since I last saw you, your little promo picture behind you has gone from two people to one people. That is correct. It went from two animated characters to one actual human character. Yes. So last time I was on Finding Mr. Height, my wonderful co-host Jonah was with me. Now Jonah is my former co-host and we went our separate ways just mainly because his film career, which was his like number one baby, was really taking off and he wanted to give that 110% of his energy and focus and passion. And I was super nervous at first to do the podcast on my own. I'd never really done it on my own. I always had a co-host. I always had Jonah yeah. next to me and um, I'm doing it and I am absolutely loving it. You seem to be crushing it, I have to say. Thank you. I'm trying really hard. So I'm glad that's what it seems like. But yeah, I've I've been really trying to like branch out in terms of the types of episodes we're doing and the guests we're bringing on and having like much more, I think, like deeper and meaningful conversations with people about topics that people aren't really comfortable with talking about every day, which I think are the most important topics to talk about. So it's been a really cool journey. Yeah, that's amazing. And so just to be super clear to everybody, Alana's podcast is Seeing Other People. So at Seeing Other People on Instagram, Mm -hmm. check her out. It's amazing. Um, But on a personal note, how's Jake? Jake's good. He actually was a trooper yesterday and recorded three episodes with me. Um, Three. So I saw in your story that he was recording, but he recorded three. He recorded three. We recorded. uh, Jake is my boyfriend. For those who don't know, um, we met earlier this year we matched on hinge started going on dates in february and i still 
I am not comfortable saying he's my boyfriend because I'm comfortable with it. But I'm like, wait, I have a boyfriend. What? <laughs> I literally always say to him, like, you're my boyfriend. Like, how crazy is that? He's like, um, yes, Alana, we're, we're dating. He's now. Like, like, we get it. Like, I know. <laughs> yes, I am that. Um, yeah, he he recorded an episode with me for seeing other people about our relationship. We answered a lot of listener questions about our relationship because I think a lot of people were like, wow, if she can do it, so can I. Like, how did she do it? <laughs> and he also did two like bonus Q&A episodes with me, which was really awesome. He was a trooper for, through all of it for sure. Wow. What a guy. Yeah. But how are you? Update me. I am good. I mentioned this to you before we hit record. I have so many updates this week and Rourke is like really angry about it because this is like the I have so many <laughs> so I will start with a little mini update that I am still talking to the camper mm-hmm. and he actually texted me like right before I signed on with you which is what of happens on a, yeah on a and weekly basis with the pot you know Ali said this to me before and when I said to her is if she should flip this around and when she wants a guy to text her, she should just start recording a podcast episode and then the text will come. Yeah. So if you get a text or a DM for me that says, hi, would you like to record a podcast right now? You will know I'm trying to manifest a text from a guy. And it's, it's okay. It's going to happen. We got we to gotta make it work whatever way it can work. And that's okay. Exactly. Um, so yeah, things with him are still good. We text um, not really every day anymore, which I think is better. I think mm-hmm. – we were texting too much. Not that I didn't want to talk to him, but I just think for a two-month span of not seeing each other, it probably yeah. would have been unsustainable. Yeah. And you probably didn't want to just have the same conversations over and over. I'm sure you're both like in a comfortable place with the amount that you're texting where it's like, this feels right. We're not putting too much pressure on it. We're not forcing it. It's just happening naturally. Exactly. So got plans to go back there in September. So we shall see. Um, but. Yeah, but the more real life updates. So one is a little bit of a callback. So some listeners might remember that I had, I was supposed to have a date double header like three weeks ago, and date number two of the double header canceled on me at the last minute, and I sent him my last minute text script. And so I had asked the listeners at the time, "Do we think he will reschedule?" And I, it was like ninety percent no. And. People have no faith. So dun, he, dun, dun. What he happened? did. He Plot did. Okay. He reached back out and I was all excited to be like, boom, I have faith in people. You should have faith in people. Like, But there's a but coming. I'm nervous. He unmatched me out of nowhere. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. He said he wanted to reschedule. We like decided on when we were going to do that and then I went back to say something and it was gone. That is one of the weirdest things ever. I keep hearing weird ass stories like this that make absolutely no sense of people literally disappearing. And it's so interesting because I recently asked like the seeing other people followers, like what topics do you want to hear about? What topics do you not want to hear about? And everyone was like ghosting, like people don't ghost anymore. We don't want to hear about ghosting too much content about ghosting. And it's like every single day, I think for the last two weeks, somebody has come to me with a ridiculous story about somebody ghosting. Yeah. It's like, I don't, he was rid of me, right? He canceled on me. He got rid of me. He then went out of his way to be like, no, 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 I don't want to be rid of you. Let's reschedule this date and then ghost it. It is baffling. Did he give you a good excuse for why he went away for a minute? The original cancel was because of work. Okay. Huh. Like a last minute work thing that blew up, which has happened to me. So like I try to give grace for that because I previously was in a job that would blow up on me and I would have to cancel plans with 
Like literally my mom, I, can't, I, I literally worked through a vacation in my last job. So like I, I get it, but then he did this. So. Right. Bye. 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 So we said bye to him and then I had two first dates scheduled in this last week, one on Friday night and one yesterday, Monday night. And the guy on Friday night also ghosted me. What the hell? And this guy and wait, context to the ghosting. Like how how did he ghost how did he go about the ghosting? So I talked about him last week or maybe even two weeks ago about he was traveling and then I was traveling. And so we had a date that was almost two weeks into the future. Mm-hmm. And he was texting me saying, like, okay, I really wanna like I'm eager to get our plan together for our date. What do you think about this in this location? Like he like went out of his way to identify this location that we were going to go two weeks into the future. He was keeping up with me, like texting every so often. And then I hadn't heard from him in a few days. It was like, okay, this is a little weird. It was getting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. On Thursday morning, I texted asking if we were still on for tomorrow at that point. Mm -hmm. Didn't hear back. On Friday, I sent him my ghosting script being like, I'm going to assume you're not interested anymore. I would have liked to hear that from you. Also, no response. What is happening? I what is happening? Because here's the thing is like I I sometimes I'm like maybe something happened, like give them the benefit of the doubt. But like this is happening too much now. And it's yeah, it's I don't understand like why we're suddenly going backwards in how we treat other people. And I truth truthfully, I haven't experienced too much ghosting recently. Like mm-hmm. I you like used to in my like mid-20s, late-20s, like, you know, yeah. seven, eight years ago. But recently, it hasn't been as much of an issue. And now all of a sudden, there's these two people in one week. That's weird. Yeah. I don't get so, it. So that was that. Actually, this third story is a little bit of a ghosting story too, kind oh, of. Oh, God. So the third thing that happened is that I matched with a guy on Bubble. Super cute. I sent him my opener, which is big question for you. He wrote back and I and we started talking and I then realized based on a couple things that he said that I actually know him in real life. Oh boy. And he realized that and had just figured out that I didn't. Like he assumed that I knew who he was when we started talking. Mm-hmm. And he then quickly realized based on our conversation that I did not know who he was. But the kicker is that he's somebody that I had a crush on when I met him in real life, but he had a girlfriend at the time. Okay. Wait, no, like I'm sad ago. knowing that this story ends in a kind of ghosting situation because it seems so promising and exciting. Shit. So I was so excited. This was on Friday. I was at, I was in the office actually, which I don't go to very often. And What's so an I'm not used to – I know, right? I'm not used to being around people. And so I like squealed out loud and my coworker was like, what just happened? <laughs> oh and I told her this whole story. I'm like, oh my God. And now I'm chit-chatting with this guy. He plays volleyball. And so like one of the things he was asking me about is like, where have you been playing recently? Like I want to get back into it, et cetera, et cetera. Then it kind of fizzled. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to make it clear to him that I am still interested even though I know who he is now. That's smart. Like I, I was like, maybe he thinks that once I figured out who he is, I'm not interested anymore. But that's not true. I am actually more interested. <laughs> right. Than I was previously. (laughs) So I said, I was like, so like, did you just match with me for volleyball invites with a winky face? There you go. He never replied. What the hell? Okay, wait, how many days has this been? Friday, so four. Four. And were the, like, 
the back and forth like consistent? Were they a few days apart? They were consistent? Yeah. It was all in the span of like two hours. Oh my God. Yeah. And the irony of all ironies for this man is that I had a volleyball thing to invite him to had he replied to that. His loss. It is his loss. Sucks to suck, you know? Yeah. Sucks to not communicate. Yeah. Oh yeah, so those those are all of my um my things that happened. But I did so I forgot to say though that I did end up going on two first dates because I subbed in a different guy sort of last minute on Friday night, and so I did end up having two first dates last week. And how were they? The first one was the most boring date I've ever been on in my life. Not good. Not good. He he had absolutely nothing to add to a conversation. What do you do in those situations? Because I know that's something that a lot of people run into and I've been there too, and it, it's really tough. I, I, so I, this, this works almost every time because I tend to be out with similar types of guys. I like football a lot. I find that even an incredibly boring guy can talk about football. There you go. Okay. So I usually, but the more general answer is I try to find something that they seem interested in and then just like talk about zero it. in on that. Yeah. Like commit to that topic of conversation, even if I don't care at all. Oh my god! I was I, I this one date comes to mind that I went on. It was actually my roommate's mom was so excited to set me up with like her friend from Temple's son, Aww. and I'm like, okay, like I'll I'll trust Ellen. Like Ellen's known me my whole life. We can do this. It was the most boring date ever. I felt <sighs> I felt awkward because I felt like he thought I was so obnoxious because I wouldn't shut up. But because every single time I stopped talking or like asked him a question, it'd be a one word answer and then it would be dead silent. So it was like if right. I didn't keep talking and like we found things like there were things that we did have in common. Like we both loved like music and going to concerts and like EDM and stuff. And but I couldn't like it was literally the definition of pulling teeth and like talking to a brick wall. And Here's here's the kicker here is that after like an hour, so we were kind of sitting in like a corner where the waitress couldn't really see us. So we weren't getting checked in on a lot. And so finally, like after an hour, like we finished our drinks. I'm like, okay, phew, like finally, like next time she comes, like this will be done. He ordered another drink. And I'm like, you are signing up for another hour of pain. I also, the waitress asked if we wanted drinks. I said I was okay. And then he ordered another one. Wait, Alana, it is so crazy that you say that because my guy on Friday did that three times. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wish I knew so I could have called you and been like, Ali, I have an emergency. I need you. It was so truly terrible. Uh, like I ended up having to say that I had to go. Yeah. Oh, where where'd you have to go on a Friday night? Uh, right. It was a Friday night. <laughs> And like I, I, I hate that. Like I know this conversation can come off like we're sounding mean, but like we're. It's just like it just if if it's not going well, like there's no way in both of these cases that the people across the table from us thought that it was going well. So if it's not no. going well, just leave. Like go. Right. I'd ra- much rather sit at home and watch TV with a glass of wine, like or just fall asleep. Like why 100%. keep it going? And I haven't heard from him, so like I have to assume that he agrees he- with me that it wasn't a good date. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The worst was mine. Asked me right after, like in person on the street corner. Like, I had a great time. I'd love to do this again. Oh, no. And I didn't want to, like, I I didn't know what to do because I was like, do I be honest? Do I lie and then tell him later? No. Like, I thought maybe he's just being nice. So I was like, yeah, of course. It was fun. Like, thank you. And then he texted me following up on it. And I, and then I had to say, like, I had a great time. I just don't feel a connection. But 
I felt so bad because I was like, how, how did he think that there was going to be a second date? You know, like know. what would we possibly talk about on a second date when we couldn't talk on a first date? I know. I actually have a script for that for saying no to a date that you already agreed to Ooh. because of that exact thing. Because – and you knew him, so like it probably was like it added a different layer to it. But it had also to be nice also. Right. But then there's the flip side of if it's a stranger, I don't know how this person is going to react to an True. in-person rejection. True. It's tough. So – yeah, but um, so that was that was a no, and the date I had last night was fun. Like, I don't, I don't know if he's like my guy necessarily. That's okay. But I had a good time. You don't need to yet. No, I had a good time, and I would go out with him again if he asks. That's all that matters. Yeah. So I see from our little show notes that you might have a phone throwing moment this week. So I have a super phone throwing moment, but it didn't happen this week. But it's like a moment that I need to talk about and just get off my chest. Please, please do. It is this crazy thing that happened when <laughs> so I, as as everyone heard before, Jonah and I are no longer working together, but um we still had to sort some things out. And one of the things that didn't get sorted out until very recently, like two or three weeks ago, was our merch because our merch was at his apartment in Brooklyn. And it's like a $60 Uber from his apartment to my apartment. And so I wasn't like really trying to do that. And in in hindsight, I could have just had him put the clothes into the thing and Uber it. Anyway, this isn't about the clothes, the phone throwing moment, not about the clothes. (laughs) But what it is about is that I went, I ended up taking the subway to Greenpoint to pick it up. It was about 98 degrees that day. Um, And by about, it was actually 98 degrees that day. I was in a dress and sandals from the night before because I had slept at Jake's. And I was just like, you know what? I have an hour this morning. I can go do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to like subway there and I will Uber back. And I was a little frustrated because it had taken like two and a half months for this to happen. And I like really needed the merch because there were merch orders, had to ship them out, whatever. So I'm already frustrated. Then it's 98 degrees. I'm not wearing <laughs> the proper clothing for this, but it's like, fine, whatever. I'll just get there. I'll get an Uber. So I get to the, his apartment. I pick up the merch. Uh, again, the story's not about the merch. Just need to set the stage of how I'm yeah. like sweating my face off. Um, and I look at Uber and for some reason there's a surge and it was about $90 to get back to my apartment. And I'm like, that, like the number of sweatshirts I'm going to have to sell to make up for that. Like, fuck it. I'm just going to take the subway back. And first of all, it's like a 10 minute walk to the subway. Then I have to transfer. Then it's a 15 minute walk back Mm -hmm. from the subway to my apartment. It's 98 degrees out. This is about a 50 pound box. I also have wrist problems and I'm in a dress and sandals and I'm like, screw it. I'm doing it. So as you can imagine, this was probably one of the most frustrating hours of my life. Very exhausted. I've never sweat more. I have pictures of it. I get finally get onto the subway. I realize that everyone's looking at me. I thought they were staring at me because I was like sweating and like so profusely. It turns out it's because I had a giant gash on my knee from the <gasps> box and my, there was blood dripping down my whole knee from the, this experience that I'm in. Anyway, I, I get to the next subway. I transfer. I finally get back um, to my subway stop and I'm walking back the 15 minute walk and I'm a block away from my apartment. And here's what happens. I get a text from Jake. That text from Jake is a screenshot of a conversation with a girl. And I see the conversation. I see the girl's name is Liz and I'm like trying to read it. And it's like a conversation of like him trying to make plans with this girl over the weekend, talking about the Yankee game she's going to talking about like maybe meeting up on Saturday or Sunday. At one point he says, hi, miss you. And I'm like, who the hell 
is yeah. Liz. What? I dropped the box. I'm, I'm a block away from the <laughs> end of the worst journey in the world. Also, I realized that we're 20 minutes into this episode and have not gotten even to the topic that we're going to talk about. But that's okay. Fine. It's this fine. is important. We do this on a regular basis. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so I'm like, what the hell? Like, who the hell is Liz? Why the hell does he miss her? What is going on? So I just like dropped the box. I'm like starting to like hyperventilate. I'm like, this can't be happening again. Like I've had guys cheat on me in the past. I've had really bad experiences with boyfriends in the past. And I'm like, no, like Jake is so good. There's no way. I don't understand. How could this be happening? Like he definitely didn't mean to send this to me though. There was no context, context with it. It was definitely, it was just a screenshot, nothing else. And I'm like panicking. I, I send him a question mark. That's it. I just sent a question. Uh, mark. Nothing. I wait five minutes. I call him. No answer. I call him again. No answer. I am freaking out. And I literally am like, oh, like this is happening. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And he's not answering because he doesn't know what to say. He's an idiot is what happened where this is a screenshot from his friend who's having a really tough time in his dating life with this girl who he had been on two dates with telling her that he misses her and trying to make plans. She's clearly blowing him off. Her name is Liz, but he sent it to me with no additional context. It looked like it came from his phone. It was just a screenshot of the chat. He goes that he goes like, that's my buddy Mike talking to the girl that I told you about. And I'm like, how the uh, hell was I supposed to know that? Wow. Okay. I'm like, do you know what just went through my fucking mind? So he is trying to get your opinion on the situation that his friend is dealing with. But yep. wow, what a dummy. I wanted to not only throw my phone, but throw my phone in the East River. Uh, <laughs> I like was so panicked. And I was trying so hard to like, like, no, Alana, like, don't jump to the like worst conclusion. Like, he's good. He's never given you a reason to doubt him. Like, this isn't happening again. But I'm like, but what? Like, who the fuck is Liz and why the fuck does he miss her? Oh, my God. (laughs) And then I was like, you have to give context next time. He's like, what? Did Mm -hmm. you think I set this girl that? I'm like, yes. Of course. How? Because I would have have jumped to the exact same thing. Absolutely. Yep. So that is my phone throwing moment. Um, oh. If you're ever going to text somebody a screenshot of anything, please provide context. Give context, please, people. Always. Give, context. Give context. Not heart attacks. Well, I have a little mini one, and then I promise everybody we will talk about the thing we're talking about. <laughs> but it's funny or that not. you mentioned – Or not. Yeah, or we'll just shoot the shit for another hour. Um, no. It's funny that you mentioned cheating because here's what happened to me this week. Is it funny? Is it? So, sorry. <laughs> well, it's funny because no one was cheating. <laughs> but good. So be like that. So I was talking to this guy on Bumble. We were trying to um, pick a time to meet up. We'd exchange phone numbers. We'd been texting. We decided on some day next week, whatever. And he was said, "Okay, like let me just get back to you tomorrow because I need to like check my schedule." I was like, "Okay, great." That's our last interaction. Saturday at seven thirty-six a.m. I get. Sorry, I can't do this. I'm here with my girlfriend. I don't know what I was thinking. Nice chatting with you and good luck. (gasps) Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I mean, clearly he's trying to work some things out and it – it's great that he decided (laughs) to not go through with it and interesting that he was that honest about it, but we love honesty. We do love honesty. I have to wonder if she was involved in the sending of that text message. Like, it feels like a 7.30 in the morning. It feels like a she was going through his phone and woke him up type of situation. Or he he couldn't sleep. Or he couldn't sleep. Yeah. But like, I'm here with my girlfriend was just a weird 
It was a weird yeah. way to phrase it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But Well, okay. You know what? You're not the other woman and that's great. A hundred percent. I am thrilled that I did not yeah. end up going out with this dude who turned out to have a girlfriend. Wow. But And he has since deleted his Bumble account, obviously. Ha- have you ever been the other woman? Not that I'm aware of. I'm like actually thinking in my head. I don't – I mean, I can't actually know, right? Like, right. right. But not that I'm aware of. Have you? That's good. I have unknowingly and knowingly. And um, it, I, I lost a lot of sleep on those times when it was knowing and I felt like a really, really bad person and I don't wish that upon anyone. You are not a bad person. End of that. You are not a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's tough. Because it's like you tell yourself, well, if it's not me, it's going to be someone else. So it may as well be me. Yeah. But like it's rough. It's really rough. There have definitely been times – I'm like now literally racking my brain. I am sure I'm going to get DMs from my friends being like, remember that time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, yeah. shit, you're right. But like, yeah, I mean, no judgment. That is I mean, And not tough. recently. Like if anything, yeah. in col- it was in college. Like, yeah, that's what I was trying but- to think back to of like were there, you know, like times like way back when. But – yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. What are we to, here to talk about? We are here to talk about something that was your idea that I'm super excited about, but that is the role that our friends and friendships play in our dating lives. Friends play a role in our dating lives? I think so. I, I think so too, you know, now that now that we mention it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm so glad that you were open to talking about this. I think this is such a big thing that we don't really talk about. And then you you don't often hear people talking about or giving advice on. But if you think about any relationship you've ever been in or any dating situation or same with your friends, it's like they're the ones there the whole time, every step of the way. And we sometimes get advice from them. We sometimes bounce off like, what, what should we do this? Should we not do this? What do you think of this person? And it really is like it's our brains and our friends' brains leading us through every dating situation. And then it's also like, Friendships change when people get into relationships and what happens if you don't like the other person's significant other or they don't like yours. Like there's so many different aspects of friendship when it comes to dating and relationships that I think is really overlooked. So I'm really excited that we're talking about it. I totally agree. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more. But when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, and they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast. They have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You could look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And the first thing I want to do is our little weirder not of the week that is friendship related. It was really hard to hide to not because look- it's like... Yeah, because also I forgot. It was like 
every for the first three hours, it gave me that little circle that I had a story that I was tagged in. But then I was also getting tagged in other stories because my episode came out today. And I'm like, I literally had to like go like this. (laughs) Uh, Well, I very much appreciate your commitment to the cause. Um, So our weird or not this week was you find out that somebody you're actively talking to on an app has been on a date with your friend. I think it is not. I think the majority are going to say weird. I think it's going to be maybe like 75% weird. So this is actually, I think, and I need to go back and check the numbers on this. This is actually the closest weird or not split we've ever had. What is it? 53 weird, 47 not. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And people, even the people, what was interesting about it too is, so after they vote, they like tell why, right? Yeah. Even in those answers, people were like, well, if this or if that, like, I think it's just so contextual. Yeah. That's so the question was if they went on a date with a friend. They went on a date with a friend. Said a date in the in the framing. So I think that a date is what is like really important in this situation where it's like, think about all the people we've gone on dates with. We've gone on dates with a lot of people, a lot of people. Uh, Yeah. Somebody (laughs) asked me the other day, like if I could estimate how many first dates I've been on and I cannot. Nope. Absolutely not. No. Don't want to try. And so for someone to have gone on one date with somebody, like a single date, I think that that's like almost more common (laughs) than you would think. And I think that that's okay. Like I think – it, they went on a date and that was it. Like nothing happened after that. You, they, you're both back on the dating apps, whatever. You stumble across them and they stumble across you. I think I think it's fine unless it was some type of like traumatic date where something happened and someone was upset or it, there was no second date because of some big scary reason or um, it was more than one date and there were emotions involved. At that point, that's yeah. when I think it's weird and that's when I think it's like, turn away and just go on to the next. But if it's just one date, I think it's okay. I totally agree with you. A lot of people brought up something that I think about almost every time we have a weird or not, which is how did you obtain this information? Ah. (laughs) And like, I think that like, because you could very easily, and this has happened to me before, it's been the other way where I've been the person who's been out with them. But I send screenshots of guys' profiles to my friends all the time being like, oh, I'm going out with this guy. So like, I think in that scenario, it would be totally not weird if my friend was like, oh, I was out with him. Like, yeah, he's that's nice. Happened. That's happened to me so many times. I've also, you know what I've done? I've gone on like anywhere from one to three dates with somebody and been like, they're not for me, but I actually have a friend I think they would really hit it off with. Love that. And But I can only do that in, in, in situations where like my feelings were not involved at all. You yeah. know, like if, if there were any deep emotions there that I could never be that person. No, forget it. But yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I don't think it's weird. I think... Especially because – and some people said, you know, like, oh, well, it must have not worked out with them for a reason. Like, yeah, because you're a different person than your friend. Exactly. It's like we go on dates with so many people and we're not going to like and be liked by everybody that we go out with. No. And, of course, like everyone is different. It's not like they could be the greatest person in the world for one person and they could just be like a great person for another but not their match. Exactly. And that's okay. Exactly. So on that note – Let's dive into friendships and dating. Let's dive. Let's go. Dive into the deep end. Yeah. I think that the thing that comes up the most when I talk to people about this is when you're not in the same place with your relationship status as your friends. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely something that I have struggled with in the past. Does that resonate with you? 
100%. I think for a very long time, I, again, it's weird for me to say I have a boyfriend now, but, and I'm on like the other side of it. And now I know that I have some single friends who are struggling with this, but for as long as I could remember, it's like, I always felt like I was the only single one in the friend group. And it's a really, really isolating thing. Yeah. I kind of have like a dual experience because I've talked about my group of college friends before where I am the most single one to the extent that like the the next most single person is married without children. Like that's right. – <laughs> I am extremely an extreme outlier. But I then have my New York friends who most of them are my volleyball friends and it's a mixed group but a lot of them mm-hmm. are single. Yeah. And I think it would be a lot harder for me if I didn't have – if I like hadn't branched out into that group of people that yes. isn't my college friends. 100%. And that, that's a big piece of advice I have if you do find yourself in the situation where your core group of friends or the people you're spending the most time with are all in relationships and you're not or the flip side where you're – like they're all not in relationships and you are is finding other people that you have that in common with and whether it's – like getting involved in a sport or some type of club or a workout class or like literally anything, like anything that you're passionate about, you can find other people to relate to and you're going to end up relating a lot more to them also on things that like aren't related to whether or not you're single or in a relationship, but you could end up finding those people to go out with. If you are looking for friends to like go out and have a fun night with and and talk to guys, talk to girls, whatever. Um, I think really branching out, like, you might have your five best friends, but they you're allowed to spend time with other people. <laughs> yeah. Like you're allowed to make new friends. I mean, I know like I think I said this to Allie and work, like I've ended up making friends with so many other like podcast hosts. And I love my podcast friends because we connect on this different level about this certain thing that we're all passionate about and working towards. And I think that's great. And I think in the past I've also branched out and found friends to go to concerts with. Or I had like my close friends, but when they were all in relationships, I'd have like my fun friends to go out with. And I think that's really important because you you need to find situations for yourself where you're not going to feel alone or like an outlier. Yeah. And I also think that don't be afraid to talk to your – if you are the only single one in a group, don't be afraid to talk to your partnered friends about Mm -hmm. how you might be feeling. And Rourke and I talked about that recently where she was on a bachelorette party and everybody there had a partner and she felt pretty lonely and she was able to open up about that, not in the moment necessarily, but later to friends. And when we talked about that, I got a lot of DMs from people that have talked about how they have felt that way in their groups of friends and have struggled to say anything. And meanwhile, like your friends probably don't realize how they might be making you feel totally unintentionally. Yeah, 100%. And I think, I mean, everything always goes back to communication, but if they're your friends, they're going to care about you and they're going to want the best for you and they're going to want you to feel good. And they might, like you said, like they might not know that you're feeling that way, but if you open up about it, like, of course they're going to be empathetic and of course they're going to do what they can to make you feel better. And I think that's really important because also like, especially if, uh, if it's a, like a friend who you have a group of friends and then there was like one other friend that was single, but now they're in a relationship and you've noticed that like that's changed your friendship a little. Like there's nothing wrong with saying to your friend, like, I miss you. I love how happy you are and I'm so happy for you, but I would also, and I love hanging out with you and whatever their name is, but I also like miss us time. Like, can we plan a day for just us? Yeah, absolutely. There was this one particular DM that really stood out to me of 
this woman who went on a bachelorette party and it was like a similar feeling to Rourke where she was feeling a little bit lonely and they were out to dinner and everybody went around. Not everyone knew each other. So the maid of honor or whoever was like, okay, like let's all go around and say our name and then our partner's name. Oh my God. Yeah. That's really weird. Is that normal? I don't think it's normal at all. But but (laughs) she was like, yeah, because like then we'll all know like who you're talking about all the time. And I would have felt extremely isolated in that situation. Agreed. And I think that's probably an extreme example, but that's an example of, you know, maybe not in that moment, but say something like talk to your friend about, you know, when you said this, it really made me feel isolated. And yeah, you know, I know that's not what you were trying to do. So I wanted to tell you about it. Yeah. Just so like, I mean, if someone says something or does something once, chances are they're going to say or do that thing again. And who knows like who else they would make feel uncomfortable with it. And it's just, again, communicate. Yeah. And I should also say as a PSA, because I got some DMs from friends of mine being like, have we ever made you feel this way? And the answer is no, I would tell you. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) I would tell you. I will say once um, one of my best friends, Sarah, she, um, we were at our other best friend, also Sarah's engagement party recently. And she walked in and there were, there were 50 people there and she literally was the only single person. And I could tell that, I mean, not only did she voice that, that upset her. She's like, I can't believe I'm literally the only single person here. And like, I, she did like fixate on it a bit, but I could tell it was really upsetting her. And, but I'm glad that she said something, you know? And then like, like, yes, I was there with Jake, but like we spent the whole time, like the three of us together. And that's like how I would have wanted it anyway, but I would never want, like, I'm glad she said something so that I didn't like think to like go off on my own or anything. Cause like, I wouldn't want her to be upset or to feel alone because I've been there and that's a terrible feeling. Yeah. I actually once when I was going to a wedding where I knew I would be literally the only single person there, I actually said to a friend of mine who was going with her boyfriend and I was staying with them, Mm -hmm. like, can I be your like third third. wheel for the weekend? Like, can we be like a thruple for the weekend so that it's like already going in? She knows that I need that support. 100%. And I think that's great, especially if you know you're going into that situation 100%. And of yeah. course, your friend is going to be like, absolutely. Like, I'd love that. Right. Also, yeah. why, why not spend time with, for, from her perspective, like with her significant other and her best friend? Yep. That's so fun. Win-win yeah. for everybody. Absolutely. But what if, so this actually transitions extremely well into another thing we wanted to talk about, which like, what oh, if boy. you're in that scenario, but you don't like your friend's boyfriend? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I, then I wouldn't maybe say let's be a thruple all weekend because that's not going to be fun for you. Um, but that's – I mean, in that specific situation, I don't know. You're kind of yeah, like – that one's that Take, one's take what you can get. But in general, I think – I'm sure we've all been through this where like we don't like our uh, our friend's partner and it's like we want them to be happy and they think they're happy, but we also know that like they're not actually happy it's really tough because you really have to be careful with if you're going to say something, how you say it, when you say it and what you say. I think that if you're going to say something, it it can't be like, I don't like them or I don't like hanging out with them. It has to be like, I can see that you're getting like anxious about these things or upset and, or like I, he said this to you and I didn't really love the way he said it. How did that, like, did that make you feel okay? Um, and just to say, like, I feel like, like, I want you to be happy, which is why I'm bringing this to you. And of course, like, I 
support you and and the decision that you made to be in this relationship. But I just want you to know I'm here for you if you need to talk about it or if something's on your mind or if it doesn't work out, I will still be here for you, you know? Yeah. It's so tricky. I've had a couple of instances where I have had extreme misgivings about somebody that my friend is dating. No one again, if you're listening to this, you're not still dating this person if I'm talking about you. (laughs) But it's so hard because you don't want them to stop telling you things. Yes. Yep. So it's it's been really difficult to navigate for me in the past. Yeah. And it also depends on like how close you are with this person. Like if it's like your best, best friend. I mean, one of my friends um, who I was living with had a boyfriend that I wasn't a huge fan of and like didn't always feel comfortable around. But I also kind of didn't think that it was going to last. So I kind of kept my mouth shut for that reason. And um, I think in hindsight, that was a good decision on my part where had I brought something up like of course, when you're deep in a relationship, like you do tend to like take your partner's side because you see your partner with most of the time, especially in the beginning or the first few years with like rose colored glasses. And so any threat to that, any threat to your relationship or, or you ending up with this person is like run away from that. So like, I do think that friend that somebody would end up taking the side of their partner over their friend, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really think it was going to last forever. And, and so I didn't say anything and I kind of just looked the other way. And in hindsight, she's like, yeah, he sucked. (laughs) You're like, and we can kind of all laugh about it now, but it was like, all that mattered was that I was there for her in the end when it didn't work out. Yeah. I I struggle with that a little bit because I have a couple ex-boyfriends where there are some friends who at the time didn't like them for me, but didn't tell me. Mm -hmm. And I don't, had they told you though, that that's what I was about to think is like, uh, I don't know how I would have taken it. One of them, yeah. I know I wouldn't have been open to it because I was obsessed with him. Right. But I don't know. Like, I think that it's so hard because I'm not sure if they should have told me they never liked him. I actually think that's what it is. That like, oh, yeah, we thought that all the time. Like, we were – we like, you know, we talked mm. about it. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make me feel good. Right. Yeah. But uh, – but yeah, I don't I don't I probably wouldn't have taken it well. So like I don't blame them for not telling me, but maybe just never say anything. Right. Like don't at the end be like, yeah, we've we hated them the whole time. We've been waiting for this right. to happen. Like we had a group chat yeah. on the side about it. Like, you know. Yeah. I I also had a situation where I was I was in a really bad relationship a few years ago and I mean it definitely like made me the person I am today. That <laughs> all all of that in the aftermath, but in the beginning, my friends were like, this is the happiest we've ever seen you. And mm. they were straight up about that because I was so happy. It did start out relatively well. And it very quickly became very toxic and mm. very manipulative and, and just a terrible all around awful situation. And my friends would voice things and and tell me that like I'm not okay and they don't like the way he treats me. And that they can tell I'm struggling and and I'm like pulling away from all of them. And that's the thing is the more they would say that to me, the more I wouldn't talk to them. I would shut down. I'm like, but you don't see how he treats me when it's just us. I would say things. It was like, no matter how wrong he was treating me, in my eyes, he could actually do no wrong because he at the time was like everything to me. And it 
it was really unfortunate because I, I was so blinded and I couldn't like, I was literally so depressed. I was at rock fucking bottom, but I couldn't even get out of it. Uh. And, and I knew I was at rock bottom and I knew I needed help. And I like, I didn't know what to do. And the problem was I didn't then feel like I could talk to my friends about it because they had expressed this stuff to me. Granted, they were there for me at the end of the day, like when I needed help, but it, and like, they tried to be there for me, but I didn't feel safe going to them because I was like, well, they're going to be like, I told you so. Right. And that's the part that I have always worried about being the friend that, that the person knows that I don't like their partner. And, you know, and I, one of my friends, when they broke up, said, like, I know you're going to say I told you so. Like, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> right. And it's like, they were all right. Like, they were all completely right. And But I also knew that they were. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, I knew I went from being the happiest I've ever been to the, to, I, I'd never been, like, I'd never been a person who was even anxious before. I'd never had problems with, like, dating. I never had, like, no one would ever have thought that I'd end up, like, in therapy, being diagnosed with depression, going to a psychiatrist to get medication to feel like myself. Like I literally changed within a year. I went from being like the happiest, most smiley person ever to somebody who never wanted to get out of bed because I was so depressed. And it was literally because of this one guy and all my friends tried to tell me, but I couldn't, I couldn't see it. Yeah. You know? So it's so tough. It really is. But again, I think it all comes back to like, they, even when I didn't want to accept their help, they still stayed there for me. And I'm like, it's not like any of those friendships in the long run were ruined. Like I'm still best friends with all of those people. And like, we look back on that time and we're like, those were the dark days. (laughs) And it's okay because when I finally was ready to accept help, they were still there for me. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The the couple of friends that I'm talking about, we like kind of joke about it now. We're like Yes, totally. But yeah. Yeah, it's that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I also think so I haven't dealt as much in real time with my friends not liking my partner, but I have dealt with the opposite where my partner didn't like my friends. Oh, okay, let's talk about that. Let's unpack this. Yeah. What what went down? How did you handle it? I mean, so, obviously it didn't work out in the end, but was that part of the reason? So I think it was – so he broke up with me and I think – I know that it was part of the reason. But this was like my first adult boyfriend, like the first guy that I dated after college really in New York City. And he was older than me. So I think I was maybe 24, 25 at the time. I think he was 28. He was like a resident. He thought he was like very mature. He drank black coffee. As they do. Yeah, I like thought it was like the coolest thing. Yep. Yuck. Well, I now drink black coffee because of him. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had to over the weekend because there was simply no milk and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, that's like all I drink now because of this dude. But he told me all the time, like he used to say, I could never date any of your friends. And like that's how he would say it. And I, on the one hand, it was like, okay, good. Good. I don't want you to want to date my friends. Yeah. But also – that feels like an insult. That feels like you're put you're insulting them, though I right. don't want you to want to date my friends. Right. So that was like a little bit weird. And then when he broke up with me, he went on like a whole thing about it, about how like my friends were just all over the place and like they go out too much. And again, I was 24 at the time. Right. 
So I was like, I mean, I'm doing. I mean, that's what your friends should. That your friends should be all over the place, and they should be going out too much at 24. Absolutely. And I was like, I'm doing that too. Like, you just don't come with us. Like, I'm, but I'm right. also there. It's not my friends. It's like all of us. Right. Don't date a 24 year old if you don't want you know somebody who just moved to the city and is like going nuts. Yeah. But I, I didn't. I think in hindsight, like if that happened to me now, I think I would have ended things with him the minute he said something like that. Mm-hmm. But I was blinded by his you're 24 yeah i was 24 and i thought he was like super cool and mature and you know a doctor yeah that's really bizarre i mean i don't know well it didn't work out for the best in that case i guess yeah and i guess he didn't go on to date any of your friends he which did is not. A silver lining he did not we love that we do yeah. we do yeah i think i mean for me the only time i've really experienced this to my knowledge was it was actually with um that the guy I was in the terrible relationship with. Oh my God, I hated his best friend who was also his roommate. Literally the worst person I've ever met in my life to this day. What? I stand by that. Like awful human being. That's Just, like, like a terrible. My, and giant, it, it giant bad. red flag though. Yeah. Yes. But but remember like <laughs> right, right, right. glasses. this guy could do no wrong, no matter how many wrong things he did yes, to me, yes. including like openly cheating on me. I <gasps> was like, okay, it's fine. Um, but I was I was also 24. No, maybe I was like 23, 22, 23, 22, 23. Um, but my so my friends actually really hated that guy <laughs> and like would not want him to come to our apartment. But like he would always come and he was literally like like the sidekick that would oh, be God. there all the time. And like my friends literally hated him. And I'm like, no, he's fine. Like he's not that bad once you get to know him. No, he was terrible. And it was like he was always around and that sucks. But again, I was not strong enough to do anything about it or say anything about it or anything. Cause I knew that it'd be him over me. Right. Um, but it is really tough. I mean, one thing that's really important for me with getting to know somebody is getting to know their friends because those are going to become your friends. And those are the people that you spend time with and that your partner like loves. And, so I know for me, it is really important to like feel comfortable with somebody's friends. And that's also why I like, I do like when people on their dating app profiles show one photo with friends. Cause mm. it's like, Oh, like I'm going to know, like if it works out with this person, these are the people I will be spending my time with. And to me, like my friends are very important to me and it's incredibly important that my partner and my friends do get along. Like I don't think I could be with somebody who doesn't get along with my friends or who isn't interested in having friendships with my friends you know like to me that's really important I totally agree the last guy that I dated the oyster for people who are following along he had more individual friendships so he would have like his best friend from college or his like best friend from high school or his roommate or the his best friend at work and all of those were more one-on-one friendships and he didn't really have a friend group Mm -hmm. and so he really was uncomfortable in my friend group or any friend group because that wasn't his experience of friends. Got it. Interesting. That was really hard for me. I can imagine because it's not like he doesn't have friends, but it's like you're not going to separate your group to like make him comfortable. Right. I'm not going to be like, okay, I'll only invite one person. Right. I mean, maybe it's like a social anxiety thing that that comes down to, like being in big groups of people and that, but that's a different story. That's not like, I don't like spending time with your group of friends. That's just like, I don't feel comfortable in big groups of people, but then that's just, maybe you're not compatible. Right. And I I mean, we were not (laughs) many, many other reasons, but that was something that we struggled with because he just didn't get it. Yeah. 
That's and that's tough because I mean, having different types of friendships is one thing, but not getting it and not being open to the other. Like Jake has a core group of friends that all of his friends, they grew up together. They he lives with four of his friends still from home, from high school. Oh and wow. All of his friends are this one giant group and I'm totally the opposite. Like I have best friends from college. I have best friends from home. I have best friends from camp. I have my podcast friends. I have my friends from my workout. And like I have all of these different circles of friends, but like they're not one unit. And to him, that's like the craziest thing in the world that I don't have. Like, like he's like some of our friends literally don't know each other, but like she considers them to be some of her best friends. I'm like, well, yeah, I have like all these different worlds and and yeah. I mean, I, it's it's funny because my friends know like if I like I'm planning my birthday for August and it's like they know that like they're going to show up to Central Park and it's going to be like 30 people, some of whom they literally don't know. And but like I also love introducing my friends to each other. And I have friends who like one I went to college with and one I grew up with and like they're best friends now because I knew like I saw that I knew that they would be friends. So I introduced them and like I would love for my friends to hang out without me. Like, that's fine with me. But some people think that's so weird. Yeah. Does it ever – do you ever get jealous of their friendship? No. Th- though I have I have friends who literally, like, won't even, like, bring friends from separate groups to a dinner because they're so uncomfortable with it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, like, I, polar opposite. I like my friends mixing. Like, I do the same thing at my birthday party. Like, yeah. my birthday – or my housewarming party was, like, a hodgepodge of people. Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody get. And at this point, I don't have that many – newish friends. So like at this point, all of my friends have been to enough of those types of gatherings that they right. know who each other are at least. Mm-hmm. But I do get a little territorial. Okay. I mean, and that's normal. I think it's weird that I don't. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, the one thing that I would get nervous about is like them, like two of my friends coming together and like talking shit about me or like venting about yeah. me. Like that's the one thing that makes me nervous, but it's also, and I, it has happened where mm. like two of my friends have gotten together and like one of them kind of starts to talk shit about me, but the other comes running to me and think saying like, why would she ever think that like I'd be the person for her to talk shit about you to? And then I'm oh. like, okay, now I know this person's talking shit about me. Now I know what to not trust them. Like, great. Now I know this, but interesting. Also not fun. Not fun. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've had that feeling in experience too when a friend of mine, like friends of mine start dating mm-hmm. or fr- or like I introduce friends and then they start dating and then it's like they're both talking to me and I and you have to like decide like are you Switzerland? Are you on a side? Right, right. Do what I want to know everything? Right. Like do I want to know everything from each person or do I need to tell one of the people that they can't tell me stuff because then yeah. I'll feel like I'm keeping it from the other person. It's a mess. Well, I'm I'm in a situation similar similar to that right now. My cousin is like one of my closest friends. He's a few years older. We've been close, like very close for the last 10 years. And I, his girlfriend and I have become very close. I stayed with them for like probably like a month over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And she actually just came, they live in Florida. She just came to visit me for the whole weekend, just her and me in New oh, York fun. City. And I mean, they both they've had their fair share of like disagreements and things that they don't see eye to eye on. And they both will sometimes come to me about it. And I I mean, I just act as if I've heard nothing about the situation from the other. I'm like, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Like, tell me everything. What's going on? But I do. I mean, sometimes it is like a little stressful, like when I'm hearing one thing from one person, another thing from another person. And I'm like, how do I navigate like my guidance in this? Sometimes I just try. I really just try to like stay out of it 
from like an advice perspective and just like be a, a listener and a friend to each of them. But I also do worry like now, like she's, she's an important person in my life. What happens if they break up? Yeah. It's weird. I've been in the scenario where I discover that one person is lying to the other person. Ooh, that's the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. Damn. It was abs- it was absolutely terrible. And like luckily I found out I was not in person with the one who I discovered was being lied yeah. to, so I didn't have to like poker face it. Oh my god, that's rough. But I had to I, I immediately went to the the other person and was like, if, "What yeah. the fuck?" Like, not only is it really shitty to lie to this person, but also now you've put me in this position and that is unacceptable. Yeah. Well, okay. So what what are your thoughts on like, let's say you knew that and if you went to that person and said like, if you don't tell them, I will. Like, is that something that was on the table? Because that's a really risky thing where it's like, if you have bad news to deliver to a friend, it's like, don't shoot the messenger, but the messenger always gets shot. Oh, they will. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's like, the how the hell done. do you handle that situation? This one was not extreme enough that I needed to do okay. that like the thing the like the lie was not it was shitty but it wasn't like it wasn't like cheating right. or something okay, like that and they're fine now but like the one person ended up telling the other person mm-hmm. damn because i yelled Ew. at them but yeah that's so risky because also what if they call your bluff oh my god yeah and, then, and they're like now i have to or i lose my credibility uh, fuck it's, i'm stressed i'm really stressed now <laughs> Yeah, I feel like anytime based on I've had several experiences now where two of my friends have started dating and like friends that weren't friends with right, each other right, right. beforehand. Yeah. That's different. Like in in my friend group, like in my volleyball friend group, we have a couple couples that like were in the group as single people and then started dating mm-hmm. and like that's different. I find that when two disconnected friends of mine start dating, I have to decide beforehand in my mind who I'm picking. Like that sucks, but like it's real. It's real. It's real. And obviously I'm not going to tell anybody that and I hope it never comes yeah. to that, but it has. Like there are there are people I'm not – I wouldn't say we're not friends anymore because we're still on good terms. Yeah. But we're certainly not as close as we were before they started dating and subsequently broke up with another friend of mine. You know, I have two friends um, who are very, very, very close people in my life and they met through me. They dated for a few years and – he told me that he cheated on her like oh two weeks before he broke up he also told me that he was going to break up with her so that I could like plan to be there oh and that was the hardest thing in the world this is someone who's like one of my like best friends and to this day she doesn't know that he hooked up with somebody and I I couldn't like I couldn't be the one to tell like I didn't and, no. and not like because I didn't want her to get mad at me I did like with the with the specific person I didn't think that that would be the case but I'm like her heart's about to get broken why break it even more but that's probably the only thing in yeah. my entire life that I've kept from her and it like sometimes eats me alive and like sometimes when we're like drunk I'm like shit should I just like tell her and I'm like no I can't I can't I can't I can't I can't yeah that that is so hard although I do firmly believe that that was the right call. I also think it was probably the right call for him to not tell her. Oh, but, given that he was he going have to told break me. up with her. Oh, like, no, why? absolutely not. That why? Was a, that I did was... not need to know that. I did not ask to know that. I no. did not want to know that. I did not need that piece of information no. in my life. He did not need to he did not need to burden Dick. me with that information. No, no at all. At all. <laughs> like I feel like but a bad I do... friend for not cuz no, like you're it's not. like it, it's like now it's years later. 
you're not a bad friend. That is the right decision to not tell her. But yeah, what the fuck was he thinking telling you? But I do agree. I do agree with his decision not to tell her. Like if you're going to break up with the person, it's like like, harm. Like at least you can no. Like then she can look back with like happy memories. But yeah, like there's no need to. There's no need to bring that extra trauma into the situation. In my opinion. Ah. Ah. <laughs> that is very, that is very stressful. I'm sorry that you deal yeah. with that on a like daily basis now because of this person. And they're they're both still just as important in my life as they were, just not together. Well, that's good. Yeah, but ah. anywho, I mean, and I think like that's a really good example of I think friendships evolving too. Like as you know, they were in a relationship and now they're not, and I'm sure like your friendships with each of them looked different when they were, mm-hmm. and now different now that they like are not anymore. And I think that. That happens. That's happened to me with friends as well. As we've gotten into relationships and become single again, and the way that I relate to my friends is, I think, different. Does that have? Do you? Feel no, that I way? totally agree. Also, that was a beautiful transition into. That was literally <laughs> next on the the outline list, and like you didn't even. I'm breaking it up now because I'm making the beat. I was going to say nice. blow it up. My that spot. was flawless. I'm very impressed. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think. Also, as you like every relationship, we learn so much about ourselves and about human connection and who we want to be in our relationships, both friendships and and romantic relationships. And yeah, absolutely. I think, of course, they're going to evolve and that's natural. And and hopefully they evolve in a way that like you can think is like beautiful and, and making progress. Um, I think also like one of my best friends just got engaged and like from the day I met her the first day of college, she was like talking about like, she's like, I can't wait to meet my husband one day. It's like literally like one of the first things she oh, said wow. to me. Like, she's like, I can't wait for my wedding. Like, hopefully you'll be there. Like, I wonder if we're going to like meet the guy I'm going to marry tonight, like on our first night out of college. <laughs> and she, this girl's been talking about getting engaged since the day I met her. And it was always like such a, like, this like annoying like thing of her, but like she literally did just get engaged. And it's been so incredible for me to see all of that happen. And like, I love how happy she is with him. And I've seen her through like bad relationships. I've seen her go through trauma. I've seen her like experience all of these things. And to now like watch her in this really serious relationship, which of course, sometimes like they've been dating for three years, of course, for two and a half years of that, I was single. And I was like, damn, like she has what I want. This sucks. It's not fair. Like, why does she have it? And I don't, but there was never a moment where I wasn't like happy for her, you know? And I think that's something that we also really have to remember. Like sometimes we can be jealous or resentful that somebody has the thing that we want, but everyone's on their own timeline. And as long as you still find like things to relate to your friends on and like, just, just be sure to celebrate them and and celebrate each other. And like, remember that you're better because of this person and they're better because of you and your friendships are meaningful, you know? Yeah, I have definitely had that experience in terms of like my friends from college. I mentioned that all of them are married um, and many of them have kids. And as I, as we were sort of growing up together, if you will, in New York City, I was dating that guy that thought we were crazy. Like we were all in the same place. Like we all moved to New York after college. Like I was living with one of them, another two were living together. We were going out all the time. And we all kind of did that together. But then at some point, like they all got into serious Mm -hmm. relationships. And I actually also did, but then broke up with that guy and they didn't. And so like they just kind of continue. And in a a great way, I love all my friends' husbands, but like they all kind of continued 
on that path. And suddenly you're like 10 steps behind. Right. And like mind went, or maybe they went in a different, rather I continued on my path and they just went in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's really hard, but I also think that we have evolved together. Yeah. And that's really cool that I've, you know, known these people throughout so many different phases of our lives. Absolutely. And and you have to remember, just remind yourself, like, you, even if you feel behind, like, they don't want you to feel that way. Like, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, like, I'm in this similar position where I, like, my friends are all getting into serious relationships or getting engaged or getting married or having kids. And I am so single and, like, it's going to take me years to get there. And that's if I find somebody, like your friends don't want you to feel behind. So again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier with like, tell you, like, tell your friends how you're feeling. Tell your friends you feel kind of isolated because you're not in the same place or you feel like you're falling behind and that you feel like maybe your friendship isn't their priority anymore. Or like, remember yeah. that they, they're your friends. They want the best for you and they want you to be happy. And, and maybe they even have ideas for how you can meet someone. Maybe their significant other knows people who could be a great match for you, or I'm sure they'd still be willing to go out and have a fun night and help wingman you, you know? So it's just (laughs) a matter of communicating that as scary as it is. Like, don't like if, as long as you just say what your what's on your mind and like, say it with your heart, they're not going to be like, Oh, she's like mad at me for like being in a happy relationship, you know? Um, just, Use your words carefully, I think, um, in any sensitive situation like that. Yeah. I mean, direct communication is not just for relationships. It is for friendships too. Yeah, it is. I mean, the more and, – and that's a good way to practice it too with your friends. If you're worried about like communicating openly and honestly, I, I actually just did an episode on this with Sean, um, also known as The Love Drive, about – Oh, I love Yeah, Sean. he's the best. Um, about practicing communication. If you're nervous about – like opening up to somebody about something really personal or intimate on a date, like practice with your friends, you know, like just start somewhere and explore getting out of your comfort zone. Like explore the edge of that is what he said. And, and the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get with it. So like, make sure you're being open and honest with your friends and and that'll lead to better romantic relationships and, and communication with romantic partners as well. Yeah. I mean, that's what I say a lot about my tech scripts, yeah. right? Is like, the reason that I write them is because direct communication can be hard. It can induce anxiety. And it's really tricky, I think, if you're not used to it, to find the words. We were never taught how to do it. No, exactly. And so one of the reasons that I write those scripts is so that that one piece, and it's a big piece, of direct communication is taken out of the picture for you. Like you have the words, mm-hmm. and now all you have to do is send them and practice makes progress. I don't like to say practice makes perfect because – Nobody's perfect. I don't like – I don't like Nobody's perfection, perfect. but work yeah, it. continue. I'll just keep quiet. You keep no, saying no, no. You'll lose all <laughs> of your listeners. Trust me. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I do it. And I think that you're so right that that is friendships are a great place to practice because the stakes are so low in the sense that assuming that they're your friend, you have social capital with them. You have a buffer for if you fuck up and say something weird, yeah. like they're not going to just cut you right. because you said this one weird thing or you were a little bit awkward about something or you, you know, whatever it is, the way that you might be worried somebody you've been on one date with yeah. would. 100%. Yeah. So I think we can learn a lot from friendship. Have we run out of things to In say? In summary. What? <laughs> I think we just almost ran out of things to say. We just like had a moment of like, <laughs> whoa, what do we say next? 
It's like my date on Friday night. Yeah. Oi. Circling back to the beginning. Oi, oi, oi. But I – it's – I love – I could honestly talk about friendships and how they impact our relationships forever because I think that that's something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about. So I'm so appreciative that you brought this topic up in the first me place. Me too. I'm, I'm really glad. I mean, a lot of stress just came back to me. But hopefully now I, hopefully now people have learned what not to do um, from yeah. seeing my stress and, and observing my, that secondhand stress. Um, I hope I didn't stress you guys out too much. But yeah, no, thank no. you for talking about this. And to everyone listening, like, thanks for being open to this topic. Obviously, when you think about dating, this isn't the first thing that you think about. And it's not like necessarily the juiciest topic or the topic you're dying to hear about. But I, I do think it's so important. And the more we can actually like, consciously think about it, the better we will be for it. I totally agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yay. How did I do as Rourke? Um, you are amazing co-host. Yeah. Rourke, Rourke is un... Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Rourke cannot be duplicated. No. But I, I mean, I, I Rourke <laughs> is so smart and talented and like has done so much with her life that I, I'm like, I'm not even going to try and fill her shoes because that's literally not possible. Totally different shoes. You're not, you don't need no, to fill her no. shoes. You have entirely different shoes that are also wonderful. Thank you. Though my feet are wide, so my shoes aren't always wonderful because like sometimes like the nice looking <laughs> shoes, I just can't fit into them. And it's so annoying because I have wider feet. I have the opposite issue. I have really narrow feet, and so I walk out of shoes. Oh, that's rough. That's rough. But like, yeah. you've never had a problem where Nike was too narrow for you. No, See, like Nike is sometimes more often than not too narrow for me. Sad. Oh, that's annoying. But like now, everyone's thinking I have like the widest feet that are like a foot wide. Like that's not. No, they're not that <laughs> bad, you guys. Like I can wear normal shoes. <laughs> Anywho, this episode isn't about my feet. Um, Thoughts and prayers to a lot of feet. Thank you for having me. Um, Thank you so much for doing this. Much appreciated. And an extra little good juju for Rourke, who is still taking the bar. Crossing my paws. That's what I like to say. Yes. And I will talk to you soon. Sooner than soon. Yes. Mm-hmm.